Hey, friends. If you're enjoying the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. And thanks for listening. Hey, what's up? It's Robin Smith, and it's time for The Robin Smith Show for Sunday, October 17th. Yes, 17th, 2021. Off to a great start here. <laughs> uh, I actually did have a false start. I, um, I started the intro to the show and realized that the XLR cable was not plugged into the audio interface. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. This is my podcast, and um, I got to jump right in with has this ever happened to you have you ever been outside and all of a sudden a dead bird drops in front of you you too really when did at the beach oh you don't say have you ever gotten shit on by a bird i haven't i've never had that happen i know someone who has but i'm going trail running uh yesterday i run the trail i'm actually like i'm behind a little bit of work so i'm doing work and i'm at the computer in uh some neighborhood Fellow neighbor uh, is neighborhood jogger running down the street, and I'm like, "Oh, I did get great sleep last night. I'm probably, you know, green on my uh, whoop strap, so I, I should probably run." And it was it was actually right before the cold front came through here in the D.C. area. Uh, it was a beautiful day on Saturday. Then it got a little chilly uh, later on. And anyway, so I go out on the trail, and the first thing that happens this you know it's the fall, it's autumn, right? So leaves are falling. And dead birds. <laughs> like, I was like, what is this? I, I, I go up and inspect it. I see this dead bird. And I'm like, I look up. Like, what? What just dropped this thing? And I see this hawk. I uh, must have dropped his snack. So what does that mean? Am I blessed? Cursed? Hold on a second. Let's look, let's look this up. Hold on here. Dead bird drop dropping in front of you. This is how I this is how I look things up. <laughs> okay. This dead bird represents someone close to you who recently passed away. Okay, well there it is. There it is. It's quite a common dream too. Many people have reported that this dream happened only weeks or even days after a person they loved passed away. Uh-oh. Jesus, does this mean someone I know died this weekend? So if this dream has happened to you, it could be a sign of grief that will slowly but surely go away. Okay, symbolism of dead birds. This is uh, my favorite form of divination also. Uh, yeah, someone close to me passed away recently. Oh, God. Now, if that's true, I'm going to get Neil deGrasse Tyson to come in here and tell me I'm full of shit. All right. Anyway, some other pleasant animals that were living <laughs> were spotted on the run uh I, I almost stepped on frank the turtle uh when when i go on the trail with my girls uh whenever we see a turtle it's frank uh if there's two turtles at the t- same time then it's you know then it's frank and his wife um what's her name helen and every squirrel is jane they haven't figured out that other squirrels exist, or they have, and they're just playing along with Daddy. I don't know. So I almost stepped on Frank. I was just like, oh, Jesus. It was so, you know, and you look at a box turtle, and you realize, boy, these really do blend in with the, the leaves, you know, when the leaves are falling and they're yellow and orange and brown. 
And then I also I also snuck up on a blue heron, uh, the 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 resident blue heron that I always sneak up. Not always, but I, I often sneak up on this guy or gal. And uh, and then there was a couple of you know I, I wanted to take a picture of the blue heron and um, you know he's always I'm just gonna go with he you know there's there's a phenomenon here where people they they presu- they presume male whenever they're talking about animals most people anyway so I go up and and I'm gonna take a picture and he always keeps his eye on me he's like you know he, he the the minute I I I look like I'm intending something anything in his direction orienting towards him he, he he bugs out and he gets out of there so i'm just going real slow i pull my my pull my phone out real slow and i'm like okay let me just kind of all right you're in shot you're in focus now let me just advance close you know, my heart rate's going down this is not good for my workout but let me just walk a couple steps and ah got it got it and he didn't bug out and then i got greedy and then i just started walking closer and then he bugged out of course and I tried to uh, take some pictures of him flying. You know, a blue heron, that's a big wingspan, right? In the forest. And some cur- this, there was a couple of deer that were curious, just watching, like, what the fuck is this asshole doing? Doesn't he know we're just chilling out here? Anyway. Um, yeah, actually, so I don't have a guest today. Uh, I, that, that clip show was quite a thing to, to, to do. And I, I, um, I always knew that I wanted to not have a guest today i'm full of shit i thought i I thought i wanted a guest but there's a couple get there are a couple of guests that are backed up but i you know the non-guest shows are just easier you know what i'm trying to say here is a lot last show was a lot of work and i wanted to kind of make this one not a lot of uh (laughs) you can tell less work um so actually one of the things i wanted to do today was share with you uh a track this is actually one of I've been sharing a lot of counterfeit Molly songs, um, but you know when I have guests on uh, musicians, I've had plenty of musicians on, but I don't always play, don't always play their music. Um, with uh, Tom Gilbert, uh, I featured one of his tracks, actually a couple of his tracks, and then with Josh Foster, uh, and then Scott Siskin and Vinny, uh, Jason Cohen of Vinny Vegas, and so I actually wanted to share, you know, Josh before he came on. He he shared a, several tracks with me, and I you know I just I, I picked two of them that I wanted to feature, but I have more, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna treat you all with another one of Josh Foster's uh, unreleased songs here. So uh, let me see if I can hold on one second. Okay, so I can't find this. This is ridiculous. I swear I saved these files when he when he texted them to me. Um, I cannot find the tracks, so I got to get those back from him um, so I can share them. But what I'm going to do instead, since I referenced Tom and Josh, is I'm going to play you a parachute musical track from Everything is Working Out Fine in Some Town. This is the track that Tom referenced on his episode, um, Stranger Things, because uh, he's a sucker for a, a good ballad. So please enjoy Stranger Things. It's a long road, a dark and twisted freak. We're stuck on so I wait on the shoulder, cause I fear.
So, that was Parachute Musical's Stranger Things, and um, clearly has a last track of the album vibe, right? Um, God, that's a good song. How do you follow that song? I'll tell you how you follow it. Uh, let me share something I, I saw in the paper today. There's an article in the Post. Uh, who, who's, someone gets credit for it here. Who's this guy? Uh... Nathaniel Frank, uh, the article is Chronic Pain's Secret Off Switch. And basically, he's talking about, he's talking about something called uh, pain reprocessing therapy. Basically, people with chronic pain, uh, you know, they try to seek out treatments, and uh, the treatments aren't always effective. And there's some new research coming out based on this dude, Sarno. Uh, what's his full name? This is Jonathan Sarno. Hold on here. Yeah, yeah, John. New York University physician John Sarno. Uh, Eight-week therapy program that finally gave him relief. Sarno died in 2017. Uh, so the program, yeah, it's based off of, uh, uh, sorry, pain reprocessing therapy. And basically, you know, sometimes our brains misinterpret threats and, you know, they overreact and that can cause or 
you know, make pain persist longer than than it needs to be. So da- the danger is no longer there, but our bodies are still sort of remembering the pain. Um, so you know, with chronic pain, the, the the author says our nervous system gets stuck in fight or flight mode, and so the newest research is the latest to quote validate Sarno's theory that much chronic pain is not structural but is a mind-body phenomenon and that changing our perceptions, gaining knowledge, altering beliefs, thinking, and feeling differently can dramatically reduce the pain. Um, it doesn't mean that the pain is imagined or all in the head. It's just like when I hear this, I, th- I think back about a different eight-week study that I, um, I wrote about recently on my practice's blog. Um, let me see if I can pull that up to because I want to reference the name correctly. Um, I can't remember her name. Hold on a second here. While I pull this up, uh, how about uh, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens? How about it? What is wrong with my website? What is going on here? Oh, no. You know what? I know what happened. I, my, uh, my web guy, he like retired or took a different gig, and I switched over. And maybe this is what WP Engine is doing. Anyway, okay, so this is the, um, the blog articles uh, entitled, uh, What Can You Accomplish in Eight Weeks? Let Me Know If You Change Your Mind. And it's basically talking about uh, Sarah Lazar, a neuroscientist at Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School. She was one of the principal investigators of the research done by Massachusetts General Hospital studying how mindfulness meditation training changes brain structure in just eight weeks. There's that number again, eight-week program. So if you have chronic pain, um, you know, one of the things that can help, I've already talked about this on the podcast, but when I saw this article today in the paper, in the post, I was like, you know, I couldn't help but associate to how it would make sense when you train someone. They've already researched how it changes the structure of your brain in, in Lazar's study. Uh, it says that her first study, meditation experience, is associated with increased cortical thickness, right? And Lazar and colleagues conducted, uh, looked at a long-term meditators versus a control group. Uh, to quote Lazar, we found long-term meditators have an increased amount of gray matter in the insula and sensory regions, the auditory and sensory cortex, which makes sense when you're mindful, you're paying attention to your breathing, to sounds, to the present moment experience, and shutting cognition down. It stands to reason that your senses would be enhanced. So, you know, they also found that more gray matter in the frontal cortex associated with working memory and executive decision-making. So the question they asked themselves is, okay, well, maybe people with more gray matter were in the study. They just had gray, more gray matter before they started meditating. So they conducted a second study. Mindfulness practice, name of the study is Mindfulness Practice Leads to Increases in Regional Brain Gray Matter Density. I'll, I'll cut to the chase. The bottom line is after eight weeks of relating to your experience differently, painful or otherwise, they found thickening in four regions. Number one, the primary difference we found in the posterior cingulate, uh, which is involved in mind-wandering and self-relevance. Number two, the left hippocampus, which assists in learning, cognition, memory, and emotional regulation. Number three, the temporoparietal junction, or TPJ, which is associated with perspective-taking, empathy, and compassion. And number four, an area of the brainstem called the pons, where a lot of regulatory neurotransmitters are produced. So basically, 
when you change how you're relating to yourself, the actual structure of your brain changes. And so it would stand to reason, just like when, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do pushups for eight weeks or hold a plank pose or go running your lungs, your muscle tissue, it's your body's going to function differently from the conditioning. And so too, it is with how you orient your attention. And this chronic pain article is basically making the same claim where it's like the research says, if you're suffering from chronic pain, you know, you can, oops, 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 treatments that have this mind-body component to it are more effective or are found to be more effective. There's another, hold on a second here. Yeah, remarkably, 66% of the subjects receiving uh, PRT, or again, pain reprocessing therapy, were nearly, nearly or fully pain-free after this purely psychological intervention compared with just 10% of the control group. A whopping 98% had at least some improvement, and these outcomes were largely maintained, get this, one year later. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're stri- the Western empiricists are, are, are verifying and validating some of the ancient traditions and Eastern medicines. I, you know, I'm as skeptical as the next guy, okay? I still, I'm not even coming around to... I I haven't I don't think I don't know if I've talked publicly about about bleh, about my thoughts on chiropractic, acupuncture. Uh that's another <laughs> that's another rant for another day, okay? Uh but you know when when you have someone there was a great bit on on John Oliver. He he uh he had some guy who was basically like here's how false mis- here's how misinformation spreads on WhatsApp or WeChat or whatever and he was like my my Indian parents they'll share something if there's like you use exactly this font and you reference like a Harvard researcher or whatever <laughs> so this like keyword of Harvard researcher so it, people believe it people trust it because you know of course they are legit anyway point is if you're in pain here's the point if you're in pain you might consider looking into some of these treatments and that involve the mind-body connection that basically condition and train your mind, not your brain and not the not your back. If, you're, if it's your back pain or your knee, whatever, don't go to the source. Train the mind to relate to the pain differently. Notice where the pain is in the body, feel the body, and open to the pain. Open to it. See, when we, when we resist things, they persist. They stay. They stay trapped and stuck. So open to it. See, the, one of the things that I'm doing, actually, I'm in the, I, when I wrote that article, uh, when did I write this thing? Recently, right? I wrote this article, the um, Sarah Lazar piece, uh, September 29th. Um, I, and I've been, I've been doing the, the training in this eight-week study. I've been doing it, this meditation, 20-minute meditation. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say it's the same one. It's it's basically a it's a it's a similar one. It's it's basically got the same components in it, and it's essentially doing a body scan. You're doing a body scan, so you're bringing more awareness to the body, and you're witnessing the sensations with no agenda. You're not trying to change. You're not trying to take a pill to prevent the headache or to stop the headache. You're not trying to you know make it go away or what you're doing. Actually, you're, you're you are using your breath, so I shouldn't say not trying to do anything. You are breathing into it, so you're just witnessing the body taking a big breath into that area of the body and then relaxing and, and, and exhaling, right? And that exhalation, then you, then you move on to another part of the body. And so you're, you're, you're doing two things when you do that. One, you're training your awareness of body sensations. And two, you're changing how you relate to it with much more acceptance. And so when you accept the pain that's there, 
you don't also add the suffering associated with it. And in, in doing so, you transcend it. Now, I'm not saying if you've got like terrible pain that just breathing, just breathing and focusing on your pain makes it go away. I'm not saying, I know it sounds like that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you do the treatment, the eight-week program, you shouldn't be surprised if you fall into that 90% category. You know what I'm saying? I'll see if I can find a link in the show notes. I got It's dinner time. I got to go. I got to go. But I'll, 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 I'll try and find the link and I'll put it in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening. Now, I'm going to leave you with a bonus track. This is, um, again, big fan of Counterfeit Molly. Um, in this case, I did. I do have their permission. <laughs> um, so the track I'm going to share here is uh, Shepherd's Pie um, from their album Subtext. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for that band because they rule. And here it is, Shepherd's Pie. Enjoy. My mom makes spaghetti alley when I'm ready now, now. Not right now. She seems ordinary, but I think she's extraordinary because So that was Counterfeit Molly uh, with sub uh, with uh, Shepherd's Pie, excuse me, Shepherd's Pie on on their album Subtext. Um, I just came down from the nighttime routine, so it, it, it was seamless transition for you guys. I was about to go to dinner, but it's much later now. Uh, I got to get this episode out. So real quick um, at the back end here, just want to let you all know that Virtual Light the Night is about two weeks away, and uh, just some details here. Uh, I'm going to read straight from the email here. Uh, Light the night virtually. 
Uh, we got an amazing event in store for our national capital area community, and we wanted to share some highlights with you and get you excited. On our virtual event night, we will all join together as a community on Zoom to celebrate together, and then we will move over to our virtual event site together to engage with the Light of the Night activities that we all know and love. Of course, if you're new, you don't know and love it. You're about to. So Thursday, October 28th, um, 6 p.m., this is, again, for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And, again, thank you for everyone who has donated. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so there's going to be a Zoom event link in the show notes where you can join. Um, and then after the virtual event, um, we're going to head on over to a different Zoom event, which is the Circle of Survivors. Uh, that's where we join the Circle of Survivors by adding your lantern and sharing your story of survivorship or celebrate all the patients and survivors by reading their stories. Then there's a remembrance pavilion. Well, that's where we honor and remember a loved one. Excuse me, who has been who has been lost to cancer in the remembrance pavilion, where you can add their photo and a special message. And then there's a supporter celebration. Bring light to the darkness of cancer by raising your virtual lantern. Use our augmented reality filter and choose the lantern color that best represents how you light the night. And a lot more. So stay tuned. And thanks for your support. And I'll see you next week. The Robin Smith Show is produced by me, Robin Smith. Executive produced by Robin and Kelly Glenn Smith at Team Robley. Theme song by The Very Small. The show is engineered by one of my alters, Games Nabisco. Disclaimer, this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, psychotherapy, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. Note, no therapist-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the listener's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. 